and welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. In these interviews, we'll be exploring employability insights, career advice, educational experiences, life stories and more from a wide variety of people in a wide variety of industries with the ultimate aim of helping you to make decisions about your studies and your career. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. So here we go. Let's talk business. It's not every day you get chance to speak to a commercial airline pilot, but today is one of those days where I get to speak to Mark, who is a commercial airline pilot. And we have got a doozy of a show for you here on this one. We're talking a very different path from what you might expect into the world of being a commercial airline pilot. Some amazing career advice, the training that you have to go through, financial costs involved, as well as what it's actually like to be a commercial airline pilot. So here we go, let's talk business with Mark. Hello everyone, we are talking business again. We've got Mark with us today. Hello Mark, how are you? Hello, how's it going? All good, thank you very much. Really excited to chat to you. It has been a while um, and we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, you know, you're here to listen and watch Mark rather than me. Um, in case you didn't know Mark, but this is all about you. Um, so who is Mark? Who are we speaking to today? Well, I'm, I mean, I came here especially for you, Danny, because, oh. um, you know, you're... Thank you. <laughs> um mark who is mark that's a an interesting question um i'm just um uh, don't tell me i've stumped you on the first one yeah who is mark? <laughs> it's, it's a strange question um yeah i grew up um in erdington um not a, a great part of birmingham for those uh who are around there, but it's all right. It's nice. It's nice. It's a nice, wholesome uh, upbringing. Um, did all right at school. <laughs> um, did, um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, managed to get into aviation, mm. um, which was really by accident. It was um, off the back of being, um, of having no direction and where I was going, which is a terrible name for a band. <laughs> it's a tribute band it's got to be a tribute band. Yeah, no direction <laughs> it's got to be me and a few friends were going to do an aviation based uh, tribute band called one diversion but um oh. it never never came about that's a good niche it's a bit it's quite niche isn't it you've been playing airport yeah, lounges and things like that so that's uh, it you have a music on the go but uh okay so you did uh so you went to school did you do college and university i went to college mm. and um i did the uh you know, if you want to be in aviation, the thing to do in college is obviously media studies. Right. <laughs> As you are living proof of this, yeah? That's it, yeah. <laughs> so we go school, college, media studies. Do we do university? No. No? Okay. Uh, so, although I did do university, but I'll come back to that later. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> so I've, never, I've never studied at university. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So all the stereotypes now, anybody listening, watching, going... Okay, I thought he was a pilot. Like maybe the blurb is wrong for the episode or something. So <laughs> that's that's, that's fantastic. I love I love this little story that it's just it's just completely changed what anybody might have been thinking as we started off here. Um, so we said briefly before we started this, um, but it's been about twenty years since we worked together. How do we know each other, Mark? What what do you remember? Please don't say nothing. This is going to be really embarrassing for me if you say nothing. What's your name again? Oh, it's written at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was. Um, it, it, it was. Um, it was in the travel sector, wasn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So it was a company called Carlson Wagon Lee Travel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're going back to 2001. That's it. 2001, 2002. I started after you, I think, didn't I? 2002, I think. Okay, yeah. 2001, yeah. I was there because I lived in Tenerife for a little bit. Yeah. And then I came back. Yeah. And uh, that was my that was my job. Okay, yeah. So we're talking like 19 years ago since we sat in the same office. That's, um, That's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. And we had a four-floor office. A little story forever. We had a four-floor office for flooded because, you know, Birmingham. Going back to there then. So we have, we're in 2002, 01, 02, 03, that kind of era. We're sitting in the same office. And then this is what I get really interested in. Our career paths go, let's say, somewhat different. So I veer off into teaching and you veer off. There's probably a plain joke here, but I'm missing. You veer off, divert. Yeah, you divert into, um, did you go straight to aviation then? Or what happened, what happened then? What's the journey since 2003? Remember me and Harry moved to uh, Canada? Yes. <laughs> yeah, tried the Canada thing. We did, yeah. We tried the whole Canada thing <laughs> for <six> weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, some would call it a holiday, but no, I, I call it immigration. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, so that... That didn't really work out. So uh, I came back, tail between my legs, got a job at HSBC. Okay. And um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad there. So I worked uh, I worked there for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then uh, moved to another team and hated it. So I got a job at um, a place called Accident Exchange. Okay. They do like um, posh cars. So if you crash, you you know, your, your nice BMW or your Porsche, mm. they give you a like-for-like replacements and then they claim it back from the insurance. So I worked for them for ages yeah. and they were very generous with their wages. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so that's what, um, yeah. So, um, but before then, I'm skipping ahead, that's 2003 it was, okay. I um, I was at HSBC mm. and um, yeah, I wasn't really enjoying it. And um you know, when you when you sort of a bit low, who takes charge? Your mum. <laughs> <Like, laughs> my mum was getting me these things to try and um, to try and you know inspire me and things like that. So I had one of them racetrack days, and I had uh, a flying lesson. Just, oh yeah. Um, it was in a little uh, Piper Tomahawk. Mm. It was at um, Nottingham Airport. Uh, with a company called Truman Aviation, which I don't believe exists anymore, but um, Nottingham Airport's still there. It's just sort of at the end of East Midlands Airport runway, which is a perfect place to train. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, major uh, international. <laughs> it is, no, it's a fantastic yeah. airport. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, I had one lesson there, and uh, I thought, this, this is pretty good. Mm. Like everyone, I was uh, absolutely nervous beforehand. Um and you go up and uh, they let you have a little go in the controls and um, you work, you, you know, you just go over the basics. So not only do you see if you like it, you see if, um, you know, if uh, the instructor can take a little little snapshot and mm. draw you in. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did that and, um, and I loved it. Wow. So I worked out, can I afford to do my private license? And I thought, that'd be nice. You know, I'll, I'll keep working office jobs. I'll just fly around on the weekends. That'd be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I worked out I couldn't afford it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I was quite fortunate. It was over the winter. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, notoriously bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it put a few hairs on my chest. So uh, I was I was a little bit more familiar with flying in more rough conditions. Wow. So that, that gave me a good head start. Yeah. I, I went for it. I really went for it. I had two weeks holiday. Yeah. So I just did a really intensive um the private license it's 45 hours um it was seven written exams then it's eight now they've thrown another one in uh, they do that we're driving all the time as well don't they yeah, yeah. just test you uh, more so uh, so nice one you did it when it was only seven so that's good that's good yeah i managed to to escape one and um yes yeah, so i've got the uh i got my um private license within about uh, uh four months i think it took Okay. Well, I was to do it in two weeks, but uh, that was a bit ambitious. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I got my private license in four months, and um, and then um, I thought I want to. This is what I want to do. Yeah. But um, I was at HSBC at the time, and yeah. um, and then uh, yeah. So then I moved on to uh, the Generous Accident Exchange. Yeah. Uh, and that let me save up to do my um my commercial written exams okay of which there's uh, 14 wow um and it's good i'm you know i'm notoriously not uh studious less than confident. i don't know would you describe me as less than confident danny uh less than what competent or confident confident oh confident <laughs> um no, I'd say you are. You 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 were always uh, rather confident from what I remember, unless that changed during the time. Oh, I mean, bravado. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I'm still kind of processing this. Um, school, college, media studies, no university, business travel, banking, uh, accident exchange, pilot routine. Um, I'm laying it all out on the table in front of me, going, I can't see the links there. So this is fascinating, you know, because it goes against everything that we. You're kind of ruining my job a little bit in terms of you have to pick your courses at your, you know, your options at year nine and then stick with them. Um, but but it's that's just fascinating. So what kind of how long did it take then? So from the moment you had your first um, your first lesson with uh, was it Tomahawk Aviation? You said uh, no, that was going to the plane. Yeah. Truman. Truman. Tomahawk was the plane. Tomahawk yeah. the plane. Yeah, <laughs> what an amateur. Um, so from the moment you had your first kind of session with them to the moment you had completed your commercial license and were able to be employed then to, to fly passenger jets. What, how long did that take? Obviously you weren't doing it full time. You didn't do it all in like one summer. You, you saved up and paid for it. So what, what kind of time frame was that to go from first lesson to I have my license? Well, before you can do your commercial license, you need to build up uh, a number of hours. It's 150 hours of you flying on your own. Right. So obviously that's that's a big expense, mm-hmm. and that's the sort of thing that I was doing at the weekend. I was I was working in the office in the week, and then paying for that at the weekend. Also trying to save up to do the uh, the um, commercial written exams. Right. And um, yeah, so that was a very very slow process. The uh, the hour building. Mm-hmm. So that took uh, two thousand three. So that took about four years. Wow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I went to do the uh, written exams. I was doing them in the evening initially. Right. I thought this, I, I can't work during the day and put all my concentration on this in the evenings. It's just, it's just absolutely killing me. 
there's only so much you can do mentally, you know, no matter yeah. how, how, whatever your faculties are, there's only so much you can do. There is, yeah. And, um, you know, I think I took, um, you know, just to strengthen, strengthen your position, uh, Danny. I think at school I was more, um, I was more about, you know, although I did all right on my exams, mm. um, I think I did take away certain uh, aspects. I was always all right at maths. Mm. Um, I was always quite good at English. And I think I took away more the the processes mm. and the aptitude for learning um, from there. Mm. And um, yeah, so, um, and I think that, that sort of transcends when you're paying for it yourself. <laughs> yeah, it does. You have a, there's a little bit of extra motivation, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. out of your pocket, but essentially you're either going to throw that money away if you don't stick to it or, or commit, or you go for it, don't you? And like you said, you went for it. Yeah, yeah. So so that's it. So I thought I can't I can't do this in the evenings. Yeah. And um I had saved up a bit. Mm. So I did the grade school course full time at a company called um Atlantic Flight Training at Coventry. Okay. Um, who don't really exist anymore. I think they're Airways Aviation now and they're based in Oxford, but um yeah. And um, you know, that was good fun. I think that was that was my university. <laughs> that was wow. uh, that yeah. was great fun. Uh, made loads of fantastic friends there. Yeah. Um, there were guys who um, the majority were doing their uh, commercial license. They were going straight through. Mm. Um, and there was a few guys doing their helicopter license. Um, and yeah, we've, um, we've remained good friends. And mm. uh, that was in uh, 2008, 2009. Right. Um, and yeah, about two months, it's six months to do the ground school. So you do 14 exams. So you split them up into a five, a five and a four. Right. And um, yeah, we had a great course doing that. It was yeah. uh, lots of um, lots of nights out, lots of drinking. But most of all, it was uh, we, we all we, we all had the same aim and we all had the same objective. But going back to the confidence thing, um, every time um, we came to the end of the course and we took the exams. You had to go to specific locations then. I think there's um, there's a lot of online stuff now. It's, yeah, it's well, changed a bit since, since, since I were a lad. Oh, yes. <laughs> Decades ago, literally. <laughs> yeah. Every time I walked out of an exam, I was like, I need to book it again. I need to rebook it. I yeah. failed this. I failed this. And I did... I, I did uh, I did quite well on all, all the uh, on all the exams, all first-time passes. Yeah. Um, or you know, generally above ninety percent, and uh, but yeah, I was convinced. I walked out of each exam thinking, I've, "I've screwed this up." I've screwed this up. <laughs> what if you had to do one now? What if there was another one that came out that all pilots had to do? Do you think your confidence would have improved now because of your experience, or do you still think back in your mind, "Oh my gosh, it's an exam. I don't do exams." <laughs> there are, um, I mean, there's, there's there's certain exams which um, I think I'd find reasonably easier, and there's certain exams which uh, I think, oh gosh, there's a lot of it where um, you know, there's there's some of it where it's quite practical, mm. there's some of it where it's that's information mm. I've got to remember that that's a that's a stat I've just got to remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so interesting, the, the, the thought process going on there. And you're obviously good at what you do, otherwise you wouldn't be still doing it. Um, 
have you ever totted up the total financial cost of training? Or, or did you not do that just in case the figure is too high and you can't handle it? <laughs> no, um, uh, let, me, let, me, let me work it out in my head. But okay. it's, um, there's a few routes that you can go down. Um, and uh, for today, you know, if you want to do it the way I did, so I did the private license first, I did my own hour building, then I did the written exams, the commercial, there's two, there's, well, there's three bits to the commercial license yeah. uh, after the written exams. You've got your commercial license, which um, doesn't really enable you to do a lot. You can, you can fly, you can technically fly for money, mm. uh, but you need what's called the instrument rating okay. to fly in bad weather. Um, not that you would fly in bad weather, but you know what I mean? You, you, yeah, you, I do. Without sight to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the final bit of that is called the MCC, which is where you sit in a simulator. It's the multi-crew cooperation course. And you sit in a simulator with another guy and you learn how to talk to them. Okay. Um, and how the communication in the flight deck works. Yeah. Um, and once you've done all that, you've got what's called your frozen ATPL, Airline Transport Pilots License. Mm. And for me, um, or for that route now, you're talking, you're talking somewhere in the region, I would say, of about 40 to 50 grand. Wow. That just but, rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Just 40 to 50 grand, you know, bad. So. Yeah, but if you break it down, yeah. you know, God, I did it over, what, um, over five years, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you break it down over five or six years. Yeah, and you'll pay £27,000 over three years to go to university. So, yeah. you know, when you compare it to that versus the job security and, and the options open to you from the route you did, you know, yeah. financial investment seems worth it in, in all fairness, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you are, so you're a commercial airline pilot now. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask, um, being a pilot, I'm going to ask this like an exam question. Being a pilot is glamorous, disgust. Uh, because we watch tv we watch movies and all these things are happening and you take off and then you put autopilot on and then you get back to work in nine hours you know so so being a pilot is glamorous discuss go on your turn (laughs) um i think glamorous probably isn't the right word you know you're um you're up about three or four o'clock in the morning or getting home at three or four o'clock in the morning depending on what shift you're doing yeah um you know, if you do something like uh, a Tenerife and back, that's four and a half hours there, four and a half hours back. Mm. Um, and that's just you flying. So you've got to be there an hour earlier. Mm. You're probably there about half an hour after. Mm. Um, you know, you're leaving the house, traveling. So you're looking at about a 12-hour day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so glamorous probably isn't the word. Mm. You, you are going into an environment where you're with very like-minded people yeah and um so you you get there you get to fly this amazing uh contraption (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to hear your spiels when you get on welcome on board the contraption you know (laughs) yeah please do that next time i'd be amazed that's it you'll notice the pedals under your seat if you (laughs) want that's right yeah we'll keep going yeah um yeah, so you get to fly, you, you know, you get to fly this amazing aircraft um, and uh, and you get to 
you, you get to have uh, you know a bit of a laugh with the person next to you. Yeah. Um, you've got the cabin crew to chat to, which um, again, if that's if if that's something that you get into the aviation industry for, yeah. don't they see pilots all the time? They know they know they know what um, <laughs> they know what terrible people we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, you get straight to the point, why don't you? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I'm interviewing a terrible person here. You've come across so well the first 17 minutes and now all, all this kind of news is coming out about you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's quite a heavy job. And in terms of, you know, a 12-hour 12, 12 day in any job is difficult, you know, yeah. physically. Um, as a teacher, I know this. Um, so, how, I mean, how do you cope with the, the stresses and the pressures? Has, has that changed over the years? Do you feel more comfortable now or I mean are you get nervous excited stressed pressured what, what are like the feelings during the course of the day for you there's not really um a great deal of stress or pressure obviously you want to get away on time mm -hmm. you, want to, um, you want to do your best for for, uh, for your passengers yeah um but stress and pressure especially of the job doesn't doesn't really um doesn't really come in and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and I think the reason for that is, uh, I mean, we're in the simulator um, quite a lot, you know, twice a year. Mm. Um, you get based on all the emergencies and stuff like that. So you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the training, once you start an airline job, is in the region of about two or three months. Wow. So, you know, you, you, you train for what, what you do, However, I think anytime you fly, whether it's a small aircraft or whether it's a big aircraft, you don't, uh, you're not really, unless you're on a, you know, like a big modern one with Wi-Fi and all of that sort of stuff, you don't check, you can't check your phone, you've got yeah. no signal. You're sort of away from everything. You're away from the ground. So all of your stresses at home become obsolete. Yeah, because you can't connect with them, can you? It's not. Oh no, you can't you check. Constantly them. checking the phone and the notifications. Yeah. So you've got this level of freedom where you, all that you're doing is concentrating on your uh, on the task at hand. Wow. And you're you, you know before you go, you plan exactly what you want. You you decide what fuel you're getting. You all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know how long the flight is, so you know when. Um, you can do specific jobs um, when you'll be um, talking to people on the radio, when you'll be uh, changing direction, when you're going to uh, cheekily ask for shortcuts and things like that. So, um, so you know all of that. And then every flight that you do, you, you know, you get more and more comfortable. So, yeah, I mean, the, the day-to-day stresses um, are probably not from where you think. It's wow. more about getting away on time and, uh, you know, things like that. That's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating insight there from, from somebody who does it. Thank you for that. Um, here's a random question for you before I ask. Actually, no, let me ask the next one. Um, See, so, you know, such a polished interview, isn't it? It's, so um, I'd be a bit silly if I didn't at least mention the word COVID. Um, so we are, where are we now? First of April. Happy April Fool's Day. Um there's still time in this interview for you to do something, but maybe I shouldn't have reminded you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're in April 2021. March 2020 uh, is when the UK really became affected by it. What about your role and 
is there a normal returning, you know, have you, obviously you don't, I'm not asking for confidential information. Is there a feel that things are getting back to normal to throw the air quotes up? Yeah. I mean, um, obviously everything is, um, is from my perspective and yeah, you know, what I'm saying is my opinion. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I've been on furlough for, um, for about a year now. Um, there's been a little, a little break over uh, August, September, and October when I went back for a bit and uh, did a bit of uh, a bit of flying. So that was that was good. That was good. Um, however, um, you know we've been we've been very well informed, um, but you know it's all it all depends on what the government say. Yeah, yeah. So we're all we're all on tender hooks uh, waiting for that. I think there's an announcement in the next couple of days, isn't there? Yeah, this sounds um, like the, the process we go through here, where. You know, the students ask us, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, well, we get the information the same time as you, you know. We, yeah. we don't have any secret information. It sounds pretty much similar to you, but you wait for what the government to say, and then then you can make your decisions based upon that. So, um, well, well, I'm glad you're still, you know, employed there and furloughed and, and ready to get back, you know, in, uh, in the pilot seat. That's it. Yeah, we've been kept uh, nice and current in uh, the simulators, and yeah. uh, we've kept in touch. Uh, you know, there's lo lots of ground school courses that we've been doing. So. There's uh, CRM, which is, um, you know, um, communication within the, the whole, yeah. um, not just the flight deck, but the cabin crew, the ground staff, all of that. Okay. Uh, mental health awareness is a big one. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite, um, quite, you know, prevalent in the, uh, in the industry, um, especially at the moment, because, yeah. you know, we all, we all love flying and uh, we're not able to do it. Yeah. Um, I um, I'm an instructor as well, so I I uh, I've kept I've kept that going. My single engine stuff, and we, we're allowed to instruct again um, in the next uh, in the next couple of weeks. The twelfth is it? I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the twelfth, um, I can get back doing a bit of that. I was doing. Not a lot, but a little bit of that last year. Um, and uh, yeah. Wow. You, you sound so passionate about it. Am I right? Are, are you passionate about what you do? Is it like a way of life for you now? It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, my little lad um, is uh, is all about, I mean, he's only two. And he's, wow. uh, if we haven't got planes on YouTube, he's he's kicking <laughs> off. But yeah, these red arrows. Wow. That's his favourite film. Wow. Get all these air shows back on and everything and you'll be oh, yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, your passion and your dedication is is unmatched. Uh, you know, what you've done. And as I said at the start, you know, going from literally sitting in the same office six feet away from each other um, to what you do now and what I do now. But, you know, focusing on you is just you know, that, that dedication you've had is amazing. What, what great message to send to our students. But if you want to do something do it i mean i know that's easier said than done a lot of the times but you you saw what you wanted to do and you went i'm going to do that and then now you're doing it um i've got to ask a question for my dad okay, so, <laughs> okay. um random one here have you do you and what do you think about playing uh flight sims on computers because <laughs> <laughs> he loves his flight sims but don't let's uh, hand uh, you know change your answer um flight sim i mean i use i use flight sim mm. um I use it more for familiarization. I think the actual handling of the aircraft is uh, is um, 
you know, a little bit hit and miss. But, um, you know, to... I, you know, to navigate your way around an aeroplane or, mm. um, you know, to find out where all the instruments are, all yeah. the things, you can have a little practice yeah. um, on all the different uh, switches and stuff. I think that's, you know, it's it's fantastic. I love, I love yeah. flight sim. It's, yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good. You can have that kind of, you can look at it as a training tool and an enjoyment tool, or if you're not a pilot, then you can just have a, have a bit of fun with it. And, and if you are like you, you know, then you can still kind of learn things from it. That's fascinating. Um, sure. right, I'm going to throw a question out to you here that I haven't prepped you for. And um, so here we go. All right, you're ready. Last one. So firstly, thanks for all this so far. And secondly, the question is, if you could go back to when you were 17 or 18, finishing up college, and you wish somebody had given you some information that you'd listened to, or if you could go back and give yourself some information and advice, what would it be? Um, start flying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought that as soon as you started talking about your career changes, I was like, oh, I was ruined by that last question there. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know. I think any, any um, insight that I would have got would have changed my, you know, my path. Yeah. So um, whilst, um, you know, I got into aviation a little bit later than some people um, and the, the, there are two roads to go down. I'll just I'll just come back to that just for a second. You can do it um, the way I described and the way I did it. Or there's um, the integrated route like a zero to hero. Yeah. Which at the moment, I think, is somewhere in the region of about one hundred and ten thousand pounds. Wow. And you throw your money at them straight away and you do like a zero to hero course in about 18 months. Wow. Um, and you can do it that way. And I used to teach um, that way as well. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't for me, you know, a little, little lad from Erdington. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> listen to what everyone's got and make, make up your own mind. I think it would be the only advice Um However, you know, I'd have I'd have loved to have started in aviation a lot earlier. Yeah. But um, if I did, you know, your life wouldn't be the way it of course. turn out the way the way it has. So, um, you know, I met I met my wife working at HSBC. Mm. So if I'd have got into aviation a lot earlier, I wouldn't have met her. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have met you. I know. Gosh. That would have been. Who would I be talking to right now? I'd just be staring at the screen, blabbering to no one. It'd be the great love story uh, tarnished, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Thank you for that advice. It, it's so useful to hear people who have done these different paths. And uh, again, that, that career that you've taken, oh, just stunning. And I can't wait to share that with everyone, you know, for the students to hear it, give their opinions. And uh, I'll, I'll get some uh, opinions from them and, and pass it back to you as well, because I'm sure they'll be fascinated by it. I'm yeah. sure they will. There's a lot of luck in it as well. You know, I've, um, uh, you know, I've, I've been very lucky in the sense that when I, because um, I went back to HSBC after I did my commercial stuff um, and because uh, the the market collapsed, you remember the big financial collapse? Yeah, 09, yeah, yeah. Um, so I couldn't get a job for, for ages. Um, so uh, I was at HSBC for a bit. I got a promotion that I absolutely hated. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah so uh, I left and um, because um, someone agreed to take me on as an instructor mm-hmm. uh, and I did that and then uh, six months into that I stayed loyal to them but six months into that I started teaching commercial mm-hmm. um, they trained me up for that um, and then I was very lucky mm-hmm. um, 
I did aerobatics with uh, with the old company at weekends. Wow. And then I got to teach with this um, this other company um, called Command Pilot Training. Okay. Um, we did more of the weirder stuff. So I got to go and teach down at, um, at Boscombe Down. Mm. you know the empire test pilot school mm-hmm. yeah. one of one of the guys i was teaching was an examiner on the uh, typhoon so, <laughs> so he had nothing to learn from me but um, they, you must have found uh, yourself see they going uh maybe i've got the room number wrong or something that's, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant um, but yeah yeah they, they had to get um because they all have military licenses that's convert they got a new airplane which was um a civilian reg so let to get the civvy licenses and uh oh, amazing uh, so yeah so yeah, this oh, experience oh my gosh things on, your, things on your bucket list you never thought were on there that's amazing so that's it yeah yeah, yeah uh, all that yeah. and a little bit of luck thrown in yeah 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 it's been it's been you know don't get me wrong it's a long old slog mm. it's uh, it can be difficult you know um but it's such good fun Oh, it really it's, it's great fun. And, and thanks for sharing your passion with with me and, and for everybody else you know watching That's it's it. just oh it's brilliant i love it i love it i could talk like this for hours but you know i've got lessons and you've got your day to get on with um and we did say 30 minutes and you know i'm looking at my timer here that's pretty amazing but we, we kept it there um so what i'll do i'll say thanks again um stay on the line after this we'll have a quick chat but yeah cheers cheers thank you very much really really appreciate you giving no your time um and your insight is just oof, so unique and, and special i can't wait to share it with people so thank you mark and uh we'll see you again soon cheerio bye-bye bye folks <laughs> well thank you very much mark for those stories there what a journey you have been on from sitting in the same office as me to being a commercial airline pilot. How great and how inspirational that is for anybody considering a career change, not just into being a commercial airline pilot, but just thinking, this isn't for me, I'm going to do something I love, and hopefully Mark's story will inspire you to do just that. So thanks, Mark. Thank you very much to all of you for watching and listening. You can find me on all the usual social medias. Just have a look for Pardo's Business or Mr. Pardo's Business. And I thank you very much for watching and listening to this episode of Talking Business. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. I hope the advice and insights in this episode make a difference to you, your studies and your career. You can find more by searching for Pardo's Business, that's me by the way, on Google, YouTube and Instagram. I'm also at Pardo's Business on Twitter. If you like what you heard, please do take a moment to rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. We'll catch you again soon on the next episode of Talking Business with Danny Pardo. Thanks and cheerio!